For us people with disability, living in our own home isn't something we expect to just happen. No one is ready to move out of home before they move out of home. It's the moving out of home that enables the independent living skills. Often we have to make it happen by ourselves or with our family and our allies. I look at it as in there is hope, but then there's also a point where you actually have to make it happen instead of hoping it will. I'm Jake Briggs, and welcome to My Home, My Way, a podcast about people with disability making their home their own. Living in a group home is often given as the only option for people with a disability, but that's not true. It's not what's always best for us. And group home living isn't the typical way we make a home. We don't say, hey, I'd like to live with five strangers with the same diagnosis as me that someone else chose and have our home run by a service. So what's the alternative? My Home, My Way has practical advice and stories of people with developmental disability, their allies and family, making a home on their terms. With support models that enable even people with complex needs to live in their own home. By the way, this podcast is sensory friendly with a sensitive use of music so you can listen comfortably. In Australia, 50% of young people live separately from their parents, and this includes people with disability. Moving out of home is one of life's big changes, and change can be scary. The predominant feelings were really around fear, fear of things going wrong. In this episode of My Home, My Way, you'll meet Brody and his mum, Justine, and find out from a parent's perspective what were Justine's biggest fears about Brody living out of home? How did she tackle these fears when he first moved out? And how does she deal with worries that come up now? And what difference did Brody moving out make to him and to Justine and the rest of their family? Brody is a 27-year-old guy who keeps pretty busy. He studied hospitality and music at TAFE. Now he's a qualified personal trainer and has a job as a fitness trainer. I used to go to two-day programs, but I... I like Box Hill more because I learn about my passion and also I like the people. Brody's home is pretty typical of a young guy, says his mum, Justine. He lives with a flatmate in a share house. The home that Brody's in now, it's a three-bedroom house, uh, kind of a shared suburban house that he rents with a long-term friend of his. It's got a garden Um, close to his things like his gym and his PT and his church and a shopping centre. 
in the backyard, there's a large garage and they've made that into a pretty fancy home gym uh, because there's absolute passion uh, at the moment is personal training and being a bodybuilder. Well, he's a qualified personal trainer, but he's he's also working towards entering a competition as a, as a bodybuilder and it's got a barbecue. They like to both like to cook outside, grill their meat, that sort of thing. It's pretty comfortable, but I'd say sparse, like probably what you'd expect of two young guys just moved out of home. Brody moved out of home in his early 20s. He's been living in his own place for about four years. It was definitely one of Brody's goals to move out. Uh, we'd had conversations in the circle around it and we'd done some things to prepare. When Justine says circle, she's talking about a group of unpaid friends and allies called a circle of support. A circle of support can be really useful. You'll hear more about them in episode five. In the meantime, Brody puts it like this. A circle of support, which is people like you, helping people like me have a good life. So, Justine and Brody had talked with their circle of support about Brody moving out. They'd done preparation too. Then something surprising happened. The opportunity kind of presented itself a bit unexpectedly. It was quite sudden. Brody was invited to share a house. So initially it was offered as a short-term sort of three to six-month arrangement. And we saw it as an opportunity for Brody to trial living in a share house situation. So I remember the day that Brody moved out. I I didn't really feel prepared at all, or probably because it all happened quite quickly. And I was definitely nervous. But over and above that, I was really excited for Brody. I just it was such a big milestone and he was so ready in terms of what he needed for his own happiness and his growth as a person. While Justine was really excited about this big milestone, she was also worried, especially about her not being there all the time. I was worried about things going wrong, you know, what might happen, say concerns around personal safety, what will happen if he didn't have, you know, the parent parental kind of control over seeing everything and all of those things they weren't really based on any realistic. They, they were just mindless fears, really. Justine got over those worries. Then another fear began to niggle. Would Brody be ready and able to live out of home? And was she able to support him? So when I think back about 15 years ago, I had a completely different mindset. And my mindset was really had been conditioned by the institutional systems that were in place for people with disabilities. So, you know, the special school that he'd gone to, the day program that he was attending, that there was a particular pathway that he needed to follow. And that was, you know, especially carved out for people with disabilities, a kind of parallel world, really. I felt as if there were experts in that field you know, that, that just knew better than me that were going to put all these, to do all these things for us as a family. I didn't really feel 
that I was capable or that, yeah, that, that was better done by someone else. So I think the, the biggest myth that I needed to bust was this idea around capacity. There was this idea that people needed to be ready to move out of home before they moved out of home. And I think what helped me change, well, absolutely what helped me change that mindset was really hearing other family stories around what they'd done because I was limited by this idea of capacity. So people that I saw as being having less capacity than perhaps Brody, and they were still doing these amazing things. And I thought, well, if they can, then we obviously, why, why not us? We could do it too. So that was hugely influential. Our experience has been that that Brody's capacity has grown as he's had the experience, just like anyone else. No, no one is ready to move out of home before they move out of home. It's the moving out of home that enables the independent living skills. That we, That's how we all grow and develop. That was my experience too. I learned how to live out of home while living out of home. And with something new, like moving out of home for the first time, There are always challenges and they are different for everyone, the person who's living out of home and their family. For Justine, it was the challenge of supporting Brody at a distance. I've needed to learn how to let go of control, but needing to know everything that's happening and everyone that's there, all of the things, like that isn't practical for me and so stepping that back and releasing and seeing it as handing Brody the reins to his own life really you know I was used to as a parent holding all the pieces you know all the little details of well I know he's going to this on Thursday and before we get there you know I'll need to have conversations around this or I'll need to prepare him about that because I help him Brody self-manage his his NDIS funding so just doing that at, at a distance, coordinating all the different support pieces and communicating, not that I've had to do that, but we've had to as a team learn how to do that. You know, just putting the things that he's going to be doing, their different appointments or different um, goals that he's got on WhatsApp and sharing it with the other team members so that we know and we can anticipate and we can check things off when they've been done. Justine is also aware that the support that Brody needs changes over time and that people are supporting Brody in lots of different ways, paid and unpaid. I think about the support that Brody needs to live in his own home. It has changed over time and I expect it to continue to change over time. And this is natural just as he grows as a person and develops his own skills and capacities through the experience of, of living The idea isn't to have no support. We're all getting support in different ways. Paid support, we pay people to do things around our house or help us in different ways. We don't, we're not, no one's expected to be completely independent and that's not really the goal. Brodie does have paid and unpaid supports in place to enable him and empower him to live in his own home. His housemate, first and foremost, I mean, he's a friend for over five years now, um, but we also do pay him to support Brody toward a few goals and a small amount of hours. 
So, for example, he might be paid to do support with Brodie to make doctor's appointments or get to a doctor's appointment um, or that the bills are paid on time. There's also a whole lot of unpaid time as well, doing just regular housemate stuff. There's also other paid supports from um, different people that come into the home and he has um, unpaid support with family, his circle of support and just friends and other people. Justine has some strategies to deal with her worries. I think when I'm faced with uncertainty, there's a few different strategies I've found really helpful. Probably the first one is uh, talking, just conversations really, just talking with Brody and perhaps with um, others, maybe in his circle or maybe his housemate as well, just, just putting forward my wonderings around different ideas, you know, not projecting my fears onto him at all, but putting it in a pretty neutral terms. I'm a little bit worried about this. And then just seeing what his thoughts are. And look, most of the time he's already thought through those things and he's already come to his own conclusions and that's a, a really good way for me to relax. Quite often as well, when I run it through other People, this is one of the advantages to having peers around that don't have disabilities but are a similar age to Brody. That I get their feedback, you know, from a point of view of a young person, that for them that seems really reasonable and okay. Uh, and that helps me relax because there is a bit of, you know, there's still that generational gap that occurs where we didn't have meetups when I was, you know, a young adult. They do now. So it's pretty normal to meet people that you don't know on the internet and arrange to meet in a restaurant or something. I've got to say as well that being able to sit with fear just or sit with uncomfortable emotions in your body using mindfulness techniques, they're the main things for me, letting the feelings be there but not necessarily reacting from them and just watching and observing. She's also aware of how important respect and boundaries are. Just like any parent who's getting used to their kids growing into adults and living in their own place. The biggest one I would say is just respecting his privacy and being aware that I have in my home and in my immediate family the culture that I think is okay for me, that's comfortable for me. The particular culture that he's developing with his housemates is dependent on what they feel good with and that isn't necessarily going to be the same as mine. So just being aware of those differences, allowing those differences to be there, being very respectful of those. Things like, do I ring before I come around? You know, Do I knock on the front door and wait for the front door to be open before I just walk in? You know, there's lots of ways that I could potentially overstep my boundaries as a parent. So I I really think carefully around consent. Am I overstepping? And is that making someone uncomfortable? Uh, So just checking in all the time with people. Is this okay if I do this? Is it okay if I help you fold your clothes? Are you going to find that helpful or is that going to be annoying? You know, just being prepared to take my guidance from him, my cues from him, 
at all times. There's one boundary Justine doesn't cross. I don't go near the fridge. <laughs> I did I did have a I did tidy work with him, having him tidy his room. Yeah, and I caught myself making comments. I do some work privately um, helping people tidy or declutter in their home and I was helping him get his room organised and I know just that I started, you know, saying little comments were just a bit out of line around, oh, uh, you you eat in your, in your bed and things like that and just hearing myself say that, I, I realised, wow, I just wouldn't say that to someone else. I wouldn't say that to a client that I was working with. Why do I feel it's okay to say that to him? And just pulling myself up and, you know, taking, you know, apologising and just correcting course. But it's just the little things like that that um, are important to realise it's his home. It's his place, not mine. Brody living in his own home with a housemate has made a huge difference to Justine and Brody's relationship. It's just lovely to go and visit him and... He he offered to make me a cup of tea and we'll sit down and have a chat and I get to catch up. And there's things that are happening in his life that I don't know about, you know, things he's been up to or people he's he's caught up with. And this is he doesn't necessarily have any idea of things in my life. So it's just this regular um, relationship, I guess, of, of mother and adult child. It's kind of easier for me as a parent to see him with fresh eyes as he's kind of exploring who he is, what he likes, who he likes, the kind of people he enjoys spending time with, what kind of home he wants, what kind of routines suit him, the kind of culture he wants in his home, the life he wants to create. As he's discovering that and exploring that, I'm letting go my image of who I think he is or should be and let myself kind of be surprised and get curious about about the man that he's emerging and evolving into. Yeah, there seems to be a new depth to our relationship. Um, He's definitely bringing new interpersonal skills. So as he's working through all the daily housemate things that go on, you know, the conversations about jobs and Oh, cleaning, that's a big one, isn't it? Um, all the other things, you know, that go on with this sort of negotiating and basic conflict resolution type skills. He's bringing those skills to our relationship. Justine noticed big changes in herself too. I'm far more relaxed, stepping back a little, realising that my way isn't necessarily the right way or the only way, being more curious, being more open. These are all really personal growth skills that have changed me as a person and only just benefiting myself and and my other children and all the people around me really. And I just love the stepping away from the, the ability to sort of untangle my role as a carer to just being a mum and just enjoying that. And she's noticed changes in how the family gets along. Brody has younger siblings. It has meant that it's freed up some more time, my energy and time to to turn toward them and meet their needs a little bit more too. When Brody comes over, you know, he can be this really bit of a, ce- a celebrity <laughs> new big brother that comes and, 
you know, just really celebrates and it's a special time when he's with his siblings. So that's that's beautiful. I mean, I could say, oh, there's a vast change in arguments, <laughs> level of argument. <laughs> And she's noticed how much Brody has grown as a person. The main one really is how much he loves his own space and and really enjoys his own company hanging out at home and just potting around, deciding for himself, you know, when he's going to do his dishes or do his washing or whether he's going to ring a friend or watch a movie or all of the things that you do when you're just hanging out at home. There's been quite a few changes in him as a person, definitely an increase in in his self-confidence, in his self-knowing who he is as a person, ability to stand up for himself, say what he wants, form his own opinions, make wise choices, consider other ways of doing things. So what do I wish I knew before I started? Mm. Well... What I would look for in housemates is quite different today than it perhaps was at the start. I think what's essential is people with really high emotional intelligence, really high level interpersonal skills, because that's the main thing that that they're mentoring. And the, the main way that we pick up those skills of, you know, patience and kindness and conflict resolution is really through the experience of being with someone who's displaying those and giving those to us. And I can really see that difference in Brody. I wish I'd realised the twists and turns and things going wrong are all part of it. There are things that can go wrong, for sure. There are things to be concerned about and make sure like safety concerns things like that that that, that's realistic but it's being able to work out the difference between you know reasonable risk and putting safeguards in place actually what I'd like to put across is that our children are just always so much more capable of than what we think that they are I really trust Brody. That's the main thing I've I've developed. Yeah, deep certainty in his capability and right, really, to live his own life, his own way. I see all the evidence that that's the way it is and that's how it will continue. So it's exciting. I'm excited by the changes I see in him and the direction he's going. There's no going backwards. For Brody, it's all about living a good life like all of us want and deserve. If they want their kid to live a good life where they're not in a day so they have to have in their mind that they want their kid to move out of her not in a shared house with other people with disabilities or, or not. I look at it as in there is hope, but then there's also um, a point where you actually have to make it happen instead of hoping it will. Sometimes when you hope for stuff, it never happens and you give up. And some people like me, like, you know, have it easy, but then there's people with disabilities that don't. I get that, but you got to make the best of, of that life that that person has by helping that person have the best life they can. So when I guess when the time comes that they're, you know, 
dead or whatnot. They, they've had a, a life where it's not wasted. That was Brody Hall and his mum, Justine Hall. Parents, remember that your adult kids are more capable than you think. Worries and fears are natural, so get strategies and support to help you. Talking to other people and other families in the same situation can be a good place to start. In episode four of My Home, My Way, you'll find out how to make your home actually feel like home and not a hospital or a workplace. When there's that changeover of staff and people come in, that you don't just come in, you knock on the door and ask that, you know, hi, Marisha, and she'll let you know that you're welcome to come in. To see the videos of Brody and a transcript, go to the show notes for this episode. The My Home, My Way website also has lots of resources, stories and tips for you to get your own place on your terms or to support someone else too. Type My Home, My Way into a search engine or go to myhomemyway.com.au slash podcast. My Home, My Way is made by NACBO, the National Alliance of Capacity Building Organisations in Australia. This episode was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation by Deb Rougeade and Owen Hurrigan for Belonging Matters. It was hosted by me, Jake Briggs, and produced by Jane Curtis with executive producer Deb Rougeade. Sound engineering by John Jacobs. My Home, My Way is produced with the support of the Australian Government Department of Social Services. If you like this episode, please tell your friends and family. We'd love to know if there's anything we could do to make this podcast more accessible and your feedback in general. Contact us through the My Home, My Way website. Thanks for listening.